Hello everyone and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the largest network of labour and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Chloe Lopeshire, Knowledge and Learning Lawyer in the Employment and Benefits Practice Group at Bowman's in South Africa. On the program, we span the globe and receive updates on critical issues from ELA members in each region. I'm pleased to welcome one of our members from Kenya today. Joining us is Sonal Sejbal, partner at Anjawana and Kana Advocates. With remote work becoming more prevalent over the past two years due to the pandemic, this concept of the right to disconnect has been receiving more and more attention. Today, our guest will be updating us on this right to disconnect question and the current legislative developments that have been proposed in this regard in Kenya. Sonal, welcome to the program. How are you today? Great. Thanks so much, Chloe. Good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. So this right to disconnect question is a very interesting concept and one which I think might be a bit foreign for some of our listeners. I'm just thinking in South Africa, for example, we don't have any specific laws regulating this issue. So as a starting point, could you just give us an overview of this proposed law in Kenya? Sure. So it has come as a really big surprise out of the blue without any warning. We heard about it from mainstream media in Kenya just a few weeks ago. It's called the Employment Amendment Bill 2021. And we managed to get a hold of a copy of it again just just a few days ago. By the way, it's one of the shortest bills on record, only two pages long. What it actually means for employers, if it were to be passed, is that every employee would have a right of disconnection from work and to have their personal time respected. The bill gives employees the right not to respond to an employer who tries to contact them outside of mutually agreed working hours, which the bill describes as out-of-work hours. And what out-of-work hours means under the bill is those hours that are agreed between the employer and an employee in the actual contract of employment. There are some exceptions. The bill does talk about employers being able to contact employees in an emergency, but what constitutes emergency hasn't been specified. So we have the situation where employees would have the right to disregard calls or any other form of communication from their employers after working hours, except in the case of a work-related emergency. And employees cannot be reprimanded or punished or subject to any kind of disciplinary action if they disregard those sorts of communications outside of the agreed working hours. The bill makes it mandatory for employers to put in place a policy concerning this issue. And it's not dissimilar to other countries that have similar laws. And by the way, Chloe, I have to say a big thank you to our ELA colleagues in Ireland, Canada, Portugal, Belgium, France, and the Philippines, who, when I asked them about the similar provisions under their laws, they were really super quick to give me the information, just so that we could have a sense of how the Kenyan proposal compares to what is happening in their countries. I should also mention that 
where an organization has more than 10 employees, the bill requires them to develop this policy that I just talked about in consultation with the employees or, if applicable, the representative trade union. There are many things which are not clear, including what the proponent of the bill means by the nature of compensation that would be acceptable to give to employees who are required to work during out-of-work hours. And also, I should just quickly conclude this question by saying that there are some exceptions to employees in certain industries or what the bill refers to as essential services. So employees in essential services, which would include things like hospitals, air traffic control services, fire services and the like, are not impacted by by these changes. Okay, well, gee, I mean, it does sound like this law has quite a potential to have quite big impacts on the way employers are doing their business. Do you think this is going to have a positive or a negative impact on the business environment in Kenya? Okay, let, let me, first of all, before I answer your question, paint the picture of what the Kenyan landscape looks like at the moment. Like most economies globally, we continue to grapple with trying to recover from the economic slowdown due to the pandemic. COVID-19 has had a very large impact on the labor market, and some of the scarring will have longer-term implications. Workers have lost their jobs and have moved into agriculture, for example, to survive. And the services sectors uh, in urban areas have been particularly affected. So the share of employment in services declined by quite a large percentage, reversing most of the gains that we've had since 2005. So to recover fully from the pandemic and to create more jobs over the longer term, there is a need to orient policies consistently towards supporting a thriving private sector. One of the factors that the country needs to consider in order to address the declining job market is obviously to create conditions that support the entry of new firms into the market in scaling up and in innovating through creation of a strong entrepreneurial ecosystem. We in Kenya are a developing country that has a lot to do to achieve our goals of becoming a middle-income country and raising standards for our people. So, We have a number of key development challenges, including poverty, inequality, climate change, etc. So bearing all of that in mind, I just don't see how introducing a law that can stifle new entrants into the market or create job opportunities for those who are already in country and wish to grow their businesses is going to help. As an aside, and I'll just mentioned because I think it's quite interesting and on point is we have an election coming up in Kenya in August this year. And a few days ago, I was at a meeting where I met one of the two main presidential candidates. And I asked him whether he'd heard about this law and whether he thought it was a good idea. His view, which was interesting because he'd not heard of it, and he was quite surprised that it had been proposed. (laughs) His view in a nutshell was that Whoever had proposed it clearly didn't have the right mindset and is forgetting how much there is to do in the country and how hardworking and ambitious Kenyans are. 
interesting to hear that he had no clue about this law. But I, I guess some would argue that it is a positive development because it's really aimed at protecting employees' working hours. In your view, are the laws sufficient with regards to working hours or, or are these amendments really necessary? Let me start off by saying the bill certainly has good intentions. You know, it appears to have been proposed in order to provide employees with a greater work-life balance. The senator that proposed the bill said that the bill is seeking to address employee burnout and seeks to strive a balance between work and private life as digital connectivity is eroding leisure time for employees and therefore impacting on their work-life balance. I'm sure this is a familiar issue for most of us working across the planet. We all know that as a result of COVID, many people had to shift to working from home. And therefore, the boundary between work life and home life became almost non-existent. Many people suffered and are still suffering mental health issues due to the negative pressures of COVID. And workplaces are certainly recognizing that mental health is an issue that employers need to prioritize. However, there are other means of dealing with the issues. And you know, to answer your question, as far as Kenya is concerned, I think we do have sufficient protections for employees. So we have laws on overtime. Generally, anyone working more than 52 hours spread over a six-day week is entitled to overtime pay. We have laws that prevent employers from terminating employment without fair reason. I doubt any court would decide that an employer is entitled to terminate someone's employment because they failed to respond to emails late at night or at weekends. And the last thing I want to say on this is that our judicial system in Kenya is very pro-employee. So taking all of those factors into account, I think employees are well protected and I'm not sure that we actually need anything further on this issue. So if we think about it, if this law is in fact passed, what are some of the potential challenges that you anticipate employers may face? Well, in some sectors, I just don't think it's practical. Take the professional services industry, which obviously you and I can relate to very well. But compare our profession as lawyers to, for example, factory workers who can work fixed hours or on a shift basis. As a lawyer, can you imagine telling your multinational client that you're sorry, but the work that they want you to do for them can't be done within the critical timelines they have set because your team doesn't work after 5 p.m.? I mean, how can we compete? Never going to happen. Um, <laughs> how, how can a country compete on the regional and international space with such restrictions? And, you know, as I said earlier, Kenyans are ambitious. As a country, we are ambitious. And this is not unique to just us as lawyers, but accountants, actuaries, anyone with customers or clients in other parts of the world and who wish to compete on the world stage. The bill doesn't anticipate or recognize that there may be some situations when it's necessary to contact staff outside of normal working hours and where there isn't an emergency. 
I think the law should recognize that there are business and operational needs that dictate when people should be contactable. And, you know, when the needs of customers or clients should come before any other concern, because employees are compensated and protected in other ways. Thankfully, our numbers, as far as COVID is is concerned, have been managed really well and are low. So most businesses are now back to the workplace. But many are adopting flexible work arrangements, which allow employees to work from home either completely or for a number of days every week. This means, therefore, that working hours are actually no longer restricted to, say, an eight-hour window. And many employees, certainly in my experience, uh, actually exert more control over their schedules and structure their days so that they are able to undertake personal tasks like checking on their children during working hours. And this actually gives them more flexibility to integrate work with their personal responsibilities. So by limiting employees' hours or the times during which employees may be contacted, I think we're doing the reverse. We risk curtailing the flexibility that remote working provides. And I think this could have as big a negative impact on employees because the impact of burnout will be stark and failing to disconnect. As I mentioned, employment courts are really employee-friendly and are likely to impose fairly large penalties on employers who breach this law if it were to be passed. This could obviously negatively impact businesses starting up in Kenya or expanding. And that really would be very contrary to the goals that the country and successive governments in the last few years have committed the country to. I think employers are also likely to face employee retention issues where businesses really do need flexibility and an open-minded approach to working hours, particularly where they're competing with other businesses, not only on the continent, but also the rest of the world. I mean, you've highlighted some very real challenges there. So I think this is clearly not the only way to to go about solving this problem. To close off, Sonal, I'd love to hear your views on any recommendations that you would give that you think would adequately address the issue. Sure, Chloe. I want to say I'm all in favor and support of the need as an employer to respect boundaries. Good employers don't make unreasonable or excessive demands on their employees. Where the needs of a business requires this, good employers compensate the affected employees. So I don't think Kenya needs this kind of law. We have so much more to do as a country, as employers and as employees. That said, I think there are certain changes to the laws that I would advocate for. For example, our laws should be updated to deal with issues that need to be considered in managing the new workplace, meaning when employees are working from home. I think our labor laws should be updated to cater for flexible work arrangements and remote working, dealing with issues of mental health, obligations of employers and employees in light of pandemics or epidemics 
And also things like part-time working, which bizarrely isn't covered under our laws. And just to say in conclusion, Chloe, the bill is going through the parliamentary process. I believe it is at the committee stage, after which it will go to a second reading. So I do hope there, there will be lots of public engagement before it ever reaches our statute books. But certainly this is something that we all need to watch out for. Oh, thank you, Sonal. This has been such an interesting discussion. And I think you've given our listeners and hopefully the drafters and the public who might have an opportunity to comment some real food for thought. And we'll be sure to keep an eye out on on future developments in this regard. So thank you so much for your time. Pleasure, Chloe. Thank you so much. If you'd like to connect with Sonal, please click on her bio in the description of this podcast. We also encourage you to reach out to any of our lawyers around the world by selecting Find a Lawyer on the ELA website. You can also visit the ELA website at ela.law, where you can sign up to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers and on-demand content from our online library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Chloe Lopesha, and thanks for listening.